The sales robots have taken over, and they're decimating deals left and right, destroying them right in their tracks. On the AI for Sales podcast, our mission is to empower everyday sellers to embrace AI superpowers to build new bridges and crush quota. Dr. Joel Laban said it best in the AI for Sales book, in sales, time kills deals. In AI for Sales, AI kills time. Join our hosts as we learn from the C-suite of the world's fastest growing companies about how you can leverage AI today to transform your sales revenue engine while being the best version of you. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister and I am your host of the AI for Sales podcast and we are back for season two and I'm very excited to have with us uh, a very important guest named Mike Montague from Sandler. And what better place than Sandler Sales Training uh, to have on the podcast today? Uh, they've been around for many, many, many years, and I've implemented their approach to selling in multiple companies, currently actually helping to uh, implement Sandler at a company in Indianapolis called Connected, the fastest growing technology for LinkedIn outreach. And uh I've seen the transformation. So really happy to have Mike with us here today. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for uh, saying those nice things. I'm excited to be here. And I think the sales, uh, AI and sales conversation has gotten very interesting, very fast. Uh, so I appreciate you having me on. Well, I, I remember when, you know, Facebook comes out and, and it takes X number of years to get to a million users or whatnot. And uh, apparently when ChatGPT came out, it took, what, a couple of days, maybe 48 hours, like the movie 24. Yeah. <laughs> it all happened in no time at all. It's crazy. And I think people are really struggling to adapt that fast, right? When you had a few years to learn how to use your smartphone or new apps that came out and stuff, that's a lot different than the world of sales just changed in the last 90 days. Like, better catch up. Yeah, you better catch up. Well, let, let's dig in. This is exciting. Um, before I dig into AI and how Sandler interacts with AI, um, I'd like to help our audience get to know you. How did you get to be where you are today? Like, where did it all start? You know, what, what, what do you think led you to this moment in time when you're, uh, when you're running a podcast yourself at Sandler? Oh, man, uh, it's a very long story, but I always tell people that I weave together three threads throughout my entire life. I've never turned down a chance to be on a microphone, a stage, a camera or anything. I don't know what got it. Uh, my grandmother had a great sense of humor. She introduced me to Steve Martin and Martin Short and Monty Python and and stuff. And I just always wanted to kind of be a performer. We would nerd out with, with her and my uh, you know cousins and, and brother and sister and stuff and do different shows. So um, I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be on the radio. I did all of that. Now I host the podcast. That's a pretty natural thread. My dad became a Sandler trainer when I was a junior in high school. So uh, I won't say what exact year, but about 25, 28 years ago. And uh, I listened to these cassette tapes of David Sandler back in the day. And it was unlike anything I've ever heard from the Midwest. You know, if you're a 15 year old kid, you hear this East Coast guy just telling it like it is to salespeople and being a motivational speaker. And I was like hooked. I, I fell in love with it. And number three is what we're talking about today, the technology. 
my mom won a computer, an Apple IIc computer in a radio station contest when I was like six, seven years old. And there were no programs then. So in order to learn how to use the computer, I had to write code. I had to figure out how to connect it to news groups and the internet uh, when they first came out. So now I'm definitely giving away my age. But um, I designed over 200 websites. I started making like 50 bucks an hour making websites in high school and uh, did that through most of my adult life. And in radio, I had to get into social media and stuff. And and so uh, all of those three things came together when I started working for Sandler Corporate. So I, I get to make online courses, cool podcasts and video content, do social media, and it all just ties together in a nice big bow. How cool is that? We had an Apple IIe, I remember, and we used to program, me and my brother, uh, choose-your-own-adventure programs, right? So oh, yeah. I How many times did you die of dysentery? In, That's what I want to know. Yeah, definitely that was one of the top <laughs> ways to go back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. Uh, we didn't have dysentery in the 80s. We had Oregon Trail. Uh, all right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I remember writing the code with 0010 and then 0020, and I was like, uh-oh, that doesn't leave enough variability. So I started adding in 001 or 0100. So I, I spaced it by a hundred so that if I needed to make changes, I could add more lines of code throughout. Wow. So that's pretty were, cool. Those were fun days. Um, <laughs> okay. What, what are your thoughts on the biggest problem that you're seeing out there? You've had people on your podcast all the time. And by the way, if you haven't checked it out, I highly encourage it. It's got a lot of amazing content and people that, that come on. Um, I know because I'll be on there someday, someday soon. Right? Yeah. Um, what, what's the biggest pain you're seeing out there that AI has the opportunity to solve? Mm, you know what? I think the best one is, is improved targeting and personalization with messages. Uh, we, other people can disagree, but I don't think technology is quite there. It may be there very fast where we're replacing salespeople and having conversations. But I think when I think about AI and, and salespeople, I think let's leverage the best of our human capital the, to have conversations, make emotional connections, have you know difficult conversations about hard topics, talk about money with a human being. And let's use big data, AI, machine learning to do what it is best at recognizing patterns, looking into the deep dive data and saying, hey, this person clicked on these four pages of your website. They're probably leaning towards this stage of the sales funnel. You should send them this content or you should ask them these questions or just like with our CRM systems keeping track of things that we can't tr keep track of very well as, as human beings. So saying, hey, you sent a message to this person five days ago and they haven't responded. What do you want to do? You want to follow up? You want to kill it? You, you want to try something else? Uh, giving those types of prompts to human decision makers, I think, is the biggest impact it can make. Yeah. Well, I mentioned to you Connected has been leveraging Sandler training. And it's amazing to me because the level of adherence to the proper way of having sales conversations. It reminds me of WebEx pre Cisco acquisition, right? We built a machine of online selling before online selling was really a thing. And, um, and, and seeing that happen at scale in a company like this, and then capturing the recordings by gong and, and, the managers yeah. will watch these gong recordings at three times speed and they can pick up where the call went awry 
Well, and, Gong and can pick up where the call went awry now, right? That's yeah, bonkers, yes. but it's super cool. That's just the kind of insights that I, I think are really maybe the key word there is how are you leveraging all the data for now insights to make more educated decisions? Yeah, that's right. Um, what a what a cool conversation. Um, what about Sandler? You know, do you leverage AI today in your franchise locations and some of the, you know, at corporate on your podcast? Where are you saying seeing it crop up in Sandler? Uh, this year, it's been all across Sandler. So we're going to have some really cool projects coming out th this year that we're really excited about and partnering with some people. But we've been on things like Gong Call Analytics, uh, certainly for our enterprise team and, and our franchise locations who are using it to sell and record their conversations or even coaching conversations where they can flag a part of the conversation and send that to a manager and say, hey, you know, practice this role play or follow up with the salesperson uh, about this issue. I think those are really cool. Also in um, the personality kind of predictive analytics stuff, I think is really interesting. So uh, we've used Crystal Nose for a, a long time. We have a, a new partnership with Humantic AI, which is uh, predicting people's disk profiles and how you should best communicate with them and when I think those kind of things and giving prompts for salespeople are really powerful. We've been on that for a few years as well. Um, and I think to a lesser extent, the chatbots, the chat GPTs, helping salespeople get your 30 second commercial started, help it help brainstorm ideas for a pre-call plan and say, Hey, what, what are three questions a VP of sales would ask uh, me as the salesperson in this situation. And you can describe that into chat GPT and just start brainstorming answers. What are the top 10 questions? And then pick the ones that you think are relevant. I had uh, chat GPT help me write a sales joke uh, recently, Chad. So I said, uh -oh. uh, what are the top 10 ways a salesperson is like a weather forecaster? And they weren't all great. But uh, it said uh, both spend a lot of time in front of a green screen explaining charts. Um, <laughs> they get sent out to work in hazardous conditions and get blamed for the uh, the bad news they deliver. But the, the number one answer, I thought, in my opinion, was any forecasts more than seven days out are completely inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, that's that's especially true. I'm in Boston at the moment and uh, here in, in Colorado abide by that regularly, I think, as do most sales professionals. Yeah. So I tell it as an example, it's funny, but as an example of if I was using that as a pre-call plan, I could ask ChatGPT, what are the 10 things I'm most likely to get asked? What are the 10 questions I should ask? And I don't have to use them all, but I can pick three good ones out that apply and then use those in the call. I think that is really, really interesting. Well, I have a colleague who's a business development uh, expert, I would say, not representative. I would say expert because he's got 20 years of selling behind him and he works for Informatica. And he said he's asking ChatGPT, read the um, annual report or the quarterly report and write an email or a, a LinkedIn note or an email or a letter in some cases to X title about MDM, which chat GPT apparently knows about and, yeah. you know, write it in this tonality. That, and, and it's so deeply amazing. He said, Chad, it used to take me, you know, at least four to six hours to go in and write something like that. And now he's able to do it 
uh, within within seconds. So well, I think that's pretty, really pretty cool. cool. Now, uh, ChatGPT only has information up to like, uh, was it 2021? But you can copy and paste those things from your client or uh, from a website and say, hey, tell me about this company. And then here's what I think is really cool, too, is personalizing those messages. So once it writes the summary for you, you can use that for your research. But you can have an email, maybe your sales presentation, paste it in there and say, ChatGPT, rewrite this to a D personality who is a VP of sales and it will customize your presentation and script for you. And then you say, that's too long. Give me the TLDR, uh, too long, didn't read. Give me the five bullet summary of this presentation for the email. And in 30 seconds, you got the summary. And you can say, make it funnier. You can say, make it more serious, make it more professional. And it just instantly rewrites drafts for you and over and over. And I love doing it for that because I'm crafting every single presentation to the person I'm sending it to now. In yeah. So steps. if you haven't tried chat GPT, uh, it reminds me back in the day when, um, who was it? Jamie Shanks and uh, Coca Sexton were out talking about using LinkedIn for prospecting. And, and, you know, us leaders were sitting in the room and in, in the San Francisco <laughs> Bay area going, Hmm, I don't know. When's LinkedIn really going to represent 10% of your pipeline? And I was like, when it hits 10%, then it'll be meaningful. And, uh, you know, in many day, in many cases, I see LinkedIn represents 80% of a person's pipeline. Now, I think chat GPT will become part of other people's products very quickly to where people will be using it without even knowing they're using it. You know, it's so funny you brought that up because you give me a chance to do a shameless plug. I wrote a book with Coca Sexton called LinkedIn the Sandler Way. It's free. You can go to Sandler.com and download the PDF version. Uh, but that was like eight years ago. And what I saw was um, people were confused about how to use LinkedIn for salespeople instead of marketing. It seems like marketing jumps on first and everybody's like, okay, well, I can see where you could have it write a blog post and you could put it up on your blog, but I don't really get how a salesperson, an individual rep would get AI or chat GPT or, uh, so for LinkedIn, I wanted to have a position of voice of like, if you're an individual rep, a producer trying to get stuff into your pipeline, how do you use LinkedIn for that? And I think Sandler is in a really cool position to do that for salespeople now with AI because the same crash is happening here and people get confused. What's the AI's job? What's the salesperson's job? And how do we combine these two in the best of both worlds? So we don't lose our humanity, but we also don't lose all the insights and data and, and credibility and efficiency and 24 seven availability of AI. And I think we can do both. Yeah, well, and that leads to my next question. Typically, I like to ask in season one, my question of choice was, what would your product be without AI? And obviously, Sandler's been around for many years. So without AI, Sandler would still be Sandler. However, uh, I'm very curious for our listeners, how does, you know, the world's best sales training organization intertwine the soft skills of artificial, you know, of, of selling and human beings with the power of artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's a, a big question. We're working really hard on it. I'm having daily conversations with our experts uh, around the world and experts like you on the podcasts and um, combining all, all kinds of thought leadership and, and partners. Um, 
I think there's a few things. We already hinted at it there. Use humans for, for the human part that's best. Use robots, AI, um, big data for the data parts that are uh, humans are not great at, like repetitive tasks, like things that require extreme accuracy or things that require 24-7 availability or, or long hours. Um, I think greater efficiency for salespeople, and we mentioned um, identifying those patterns and trends and allowing salespeople to make decisions about what is going on. So one of the coolest tools we have coming out is um, called Deal IQ. And this is predictive analytics on your pipeline. So especially for enterprise sales, but even in small deals, anything with a decent sales cycle or a complicated decision-making process, AI can look at all of the data of like who's responded, how many decision makers in the company do you have in your CRM versus that's available there on Zoom Info or other public data. And we can combine like 37 different data points to give you a really good forecast or a score about how likely this deal is to to close. And then you can make some decisions about it. Is it green, yellow, or, or red? Is it green? It's looking really good. 90% chance it's going to close this week. Or is it yellow? There's some red flags. Communication slowed down. There's some people you don't know. Or completely in the red. They haven't responded. They've ghosted you. You don't have data. You don't have the right decision makers. Um, you don't have information on their problems and, and consequences. And give that specific information to the salesperson and the sales manager. So the sales manager can look at all of the deals in the pipeline and all the forecasted deals for the month and say, hey, maybe we should work on these over here. I should give some props to the people in green and these red ones. I got to figure out if we're taking these out of the pipeline or if there's anything that we can do to save them, go for the Hail Mary passes. And that to me, I think is the most exciting thing going on in Sandler right now, because we've been coaching for 50 years on what the salesperson or the sales manager brings us. And now we have this really great third party data that's unemotional, objective. Look, we know these 37 things close deals and you've got two out of 37 and you're telling me this is going to happen. I don't think so. Right. And we That's can have some amazing. really cool conversations. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of the aura ring. I just heard of recently that people are wearing and they go to sleep. It tells you of your yeah. oxygen levels, it's, you know, and it, and it's physiology wise. One of my customers actually works with college uh, teams football, um, volleyball, you name it. They're going in and they're putting the ring on or something else. And it's how do you get to the best version of yourself? And if you think about yeah. what we're talking about with Deal IQ, you know, of course, salespeople want to sell better. And if you think of my first job out of college, I was fired and I was a sales job and, and I was, I felt terrible. And looking Not unusual. back, yeah. I was like, you know, if, if there could if there could have been a little more real time feedback on what I was doing right and then doing wrong, maybe maybe I could have been saved. And, and I think that's extremely exciting for the sales profession. I want to highlight what you um, said real quick before we get to the next question, because I think how do you get the best to the best version of you is what Sandler is all about. And so if you don't mind, I'm going to steal that. But I think that's a really great way to think about AI. It's not how do we replace you? How do we outsource all the hard work we don't want to do to the AI, right? Can, can I have them make all my prospecting calls so I don't have to? <laughs> um, I get it. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can't. 
but it's how do you make the best possible uh, outgoing prospecting call? Yes. That's well, really what I'll, we're all I'll about. Get, here's the way. verbal handshake. You can take that phrase uh, here. There you go. Hey, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. All yours. Um, so let's talk about where it's going into the future. And, and it's funny because we're joking a little bit about um, an AI being able to have a conversation. And you've seen Google put something out two, three years ago. Um, I'm working with a company called Vacodia in Florida. That's that's um, I don't know what they're allowed to say or not in terms of um, being, you know, being traded someday. But, uh, uh, you know, but they're they're a pretty compelling company. And I, I heard a conversation selling wine the other day. So the the wine, someone visited the wine.com or one of those sites. Right. And the AI call, they call it DISA. Um, uh, deal intelligence, something like that. Mm. And the DISA calls this person and says, Hey, I see you just visited the site yesterday and you didn't, and you got to the checkout and you didn't buy the 12 bottles of Sauvignon Blanc. You know, were you still interested? And it, the words were perfectly used. Um, and the, the AI was able to handle the objection four different times, looped, looped loop right right back and i think a lot of people as many times you train them myself included i've been doing cold calls for 25 to 30 years <laughs> um we sometimes take the first objection and don't aren't willing to go to number four so yeah. i do see a possibility of of that upfront conversation whether it's an inbound lead or man who could it be an outbound call at some point i don't know probably what are your thoughts on the future of all of this? I think there's a couple of things there. Number one is we know it will continue to get better. So I, I think salespeople that say, oh, they can never, it'll never be able to handle my conversations or, or sell what I sell. I would be really careful about those kind of statements because we continue to see it improve and grow and it's making, it's only speeding up. Like we mentioned of the, the takeoff of chat GPT, the improvements between GPT three and four, are just exponential that it will get better and it will get better at selling things like commodities. So I, I think point number two here is um, mediocre and poor salespeople might be in trouble. We don't need somebody to read a script. If you're in a, a call center reading a script and saying what it says on the paper, we can get a robot to do that much better, right? But somebody that is a high-level professional seller that's building consensus between a complicated decision team and they have to pitch to a CFO and a CEO and get end users involved and do product demos and, and complicated things and clear up red tape with government or a hospital, it's probably going to be a while before robots can do that, but there may be things that you can, like you said at the beginning, short circuit on, or could you create an AI database that has all of the frequently asked questions so that, you know, a legal team writing up the deal can, can uh, quickly type in and search and get information or, or copy about your products and things. I think if you're, a poor salesperson reading off a script, or if you're a mediocre salesperson that's just dispensing information, you might also be in trouble. So yeah. you really need to move up to be a professional seller, somebody that is uh, a trusted consultant to them that's solving problems, asking challenging questions, knowing when to break the rules and go off script. 
I think that's where we all need to be and where we need to think about going. And so I'm really excited about that for Sandler too, because we don't train bad salespeople to follow scripts. We give really good salespeople like rules and information and ideas about how to, how to break the rules to close more sales. And yeah, uh, that's exciting. Well, I remember Dr. Joel Laban, if you know him, he was formerly University of Houston professor to the fastest growing sales school in the country. He had since moved to Johns Hopkins University. I think it's the only MBA for sales in the country, which is kind mm-hmm. of neat. And he read the book cover to cover and then wrote the, the, uh, open, the, the, you know, the opening and the ending of the book. And the quote that always stands out to me, this was three years ago before, you know, before the space really took off. And, um, and he said, in sales, time kills deals. In AI for sales, AI kills time. And if you really think about that, what it can do for you by writing the opener, by asking what 10 questions should I be asking on the call? Um, if, you know, if read the S1 and help me write a better letter to the CEO or the chairman of the board, like that mm-hmm. would normally take you weeks or months. So to me, where this, where, where this is headed in sales is let's say a person has a million dollar quota. They probably can start to take on a million and a half dollar quota, right? Do more with less. Mm. And I remember hearing Bill Clinton speak at a Dreamforce conference once. And he said, hey, when I was president, I helped raise productivity of America by 5%. And he said, we had some, some of the best boom years ever. And, and I look at what, and that was kind of internet days. Now you think about the power of AI, uh, I suspect there's more than a 5% productivity bump that's on the near horizon. <laughs> yeah, I think so for sure. Uh, I think there is a ton of that going on. And it, it is also really interesting to me that um, there are some things that, again, that humans are great at. There's some things that robots are great at. So some of the things like uh, what made sense to me was uh, in nursing homes or somebody with Alzheimer's, Humans get really um, frustrated and um, not real great customer service when they get asked the same question over and over again by a a patient with Alzheimer's. I've also seen that a lot in customer service and in certain uh, sales reps where it's just you do not bring your best engagement to a bad question or a repeat question on the thousandth time you've had it than the first time you you had it. So I think there's a lot that we can think about with our sales teams of going, how could we have a robot do that? How could we have an AI chatbot do that? How could we automate some of these things that are really frustrating, really time consuming, really labor intensive for salespeople and leave the emotional connection, the the resonance, the creativity for the humans and, and let people do their best work. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Well, it's been a fabulous conversation with you this morning, Mike. Um, Any kind of parting words of wisdom and then how can people get a hold of you? You bet. Sandler.com is the best place. We have an enterprise team if you have more than one location or we have over 200 locations in the United States and Canada. So you can find one near you there Well, as well as uh, download the LinkedIn uh, book for free. Uh, you can find that in our resources section along with a lot of other cool stuff and the How to Succeed podcast. You're listening to a podcast right now. Search How to Succeed in whatever app you're using and uh, follow us there. We talk with sales and leadership uh 
thought leaders from around the world. It's got over 600 episodes, 3 million downloads. It's doing real great. We have fun conversations. So love you to join the party there. And my parting words here, I think, are um, just don't stop learning. Right. We all need to grow and learn. And sure, would we love to coast for a little bit and just fall into our habits and routine and comfort zone? Yeah, but that doesn't make life very interesting. So this is an opportunity for you to jump ahead of your competition, uh, of the rest of your sales team and your career. This is a chance for everybody to, to level up because not everybody is going to learn and, and make this jump. Yep. Very good. Well, we've been talking to Mike Montague from Sandler. It's been an amazing conversation. Uh, episode one of season two and uh, did not disappoint. So thank you very much for your time today, Mike. Really good to see you. Thanks for being here. Good luck. Thanks, everybody. And we'll catch you on the next AI for Sales podcast. Hey, you made it this far in your AI for Sales journey. Want to augment your sales growth? First, leave us a review and then visit www.scalex.ai to claim your free strategy session today.